Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Happy President's Day. Coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. All you got to do, visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Clay is on a Star Wars cruise somewhere. He's gone all week. I'm in for him. I'm Jason Martin, executive producer of this fine radio program. Lincoln Kennedy will join me here in just a couple of minutes. And it's uh, apropos that the first day that we have him in the Outkick Octagon is President's Day because I can't think of a better President's Day name than Lincoln Kennedy. But of course, you know him well here on Fox Sports Radio. You've heard the fellows before. He will join me today and tomorrow. He's down in Arizona, so we'll catch up with him here shortly. Last night, the NBA All-Star Game. I don't know if you knew this, ladies and gentlemen. But they're playing defense now in the NBA All-Star Game. Did you hear that? They are playing defense. If you didn't hear it, it's because you watched the game on mute. Because Turner did everything that they possibly could to get that point across no less than about 75,000 times. And look, I'm not even mad at Turner because they're right. They were playing some defense, especially in the second half last night. That was a much more entertaining All-Star Game than we're used to came down to Steph Curry trying to get open for a desperation three to tie the game, to send it to overtime, got doubled up, could not get free, wasn't able to get a shot off in time, and Team LeBron wins it by three. It was relatively close throughout. There was still some hot-dogging and still some all-starring going on. But in general, that was a pretty doggone good basketball game for an exhibition. Everybody had moments to shine early. You had that nice bounce pass, alley-oop play from LeBron to Anthony Davis. And then in the second half, they really did tighten it down a little bit. Now, the first half of the game was all kinds of L.A. It was obviously that building was filled with Hollywood. It was filled with record execs and movie producers and screen actors and all of these folks. 
who were there to be seen and to have a good time, but not exactly to make too much noise. This was not a Philadelphia Eagles crowd. This was not a Boston Celtics crowd. This was not a Golden State Warriors crowd. This was not, because I'm in Nashville, a Nashville Predators kind of crowd. This was very much an Oscars kind of crowd. So not really the best atmosphere that you would technically want in terms of watching a game where the crowd seems to care about the game, but it's the best kind of atmosphere you want for the NBA All-Star game if you're an NBA All-Star when you can look on one side and see Denzel and then you can see Jack Nicholson and then you can, for some reason, see Kevin Hart, who we're going to talk about, I'm sure, a lot during the course of this show. But they were playing defense. Team LeBron gets the three-point win. LeBron James was embroiled in all sorts of stuff all weekend long. We will, of course, this is not the kind of story that I was hoping to lead with or to talk about on a Monday, and we're not going to lead with it, but we can't avoid talking about LeBron James versus Laura Ingram. So we will get to that a little bit later on as well. But I did tweet out after the game that everything was pretty solid for the NBA yesterday. Once you got past the national anthem and once you got past the intros, because you can't even talk about the game, it didn't start until around 45 minutes after the hour. It was somewhere, it was an absolutely ridiculous starting time of around 8.45 Eastern time last night because for some inexplicable reason, the NBA chose to have these introductions for these teams take around 35 minutes before we even got to Fergie and believe you me, we're going to get to Fergie. But we don't even get to Fergie because we've got Kevin Hart, whose 15 minutes of fame has gone about 16 minutes too long as far as I'm concerned, out here doing one-liners as if there's a two-drink minimum at the NBA All-Star game, unable to say Antetokounmpo, all sorts of bad jokes about all of these players. I saw Harden laugh at one, a couple laughed at one, but a lot of this went over like Norm McDonald at the ESPYs. Quite frankly, let's be real. A lot of these NBA players are sensitive, can't handle very much. We saw that with Shaq last week when Charles Barkley dared to insinuate that he and Kobe didn't like each other during their time in Los Angeles. Kevin Hart was absolutely... Look, I don't know if he wrote the lines. I'm going to assume he wrote the lines. There have been times when Kevin Hart has shown talent. And then there have been other times when Kevin Hart has shown the propensity to unfortunately be way too much of Kevin Hart, whether it's in celebrity games or trying to get on stages at the Super Bowl or whatever it is. I think if you looked up overexposed, next next to that, if you looked it up in the dictionary, you would see a picture of Kim Kardashian holding a picture of Kevin Hart. That's how much Kevin Hart that we get. So we've got an all-star game last night that's already starting later than usual. It doesn't tip off until 8.45 Eastern time. Now, I know it's a holiday. I'm well aware of that. But there's no reason for an all-star game, an exhibition game, to be starting 15 minutes before 9 p.m. on the East Coast. I don't care if they're out of school. There's still a lot of kids that missed a pretty good finish. And now we can. And like I said, there is no better day to welcome this guy into the Outkick Octagon than President's Day because there is no better President's Day name than Lincoln Kennedy. Link, 
thrilled hey. to have you with us. Thanks for having me, man. Really appreciate it. Got things going, and I'm glad to be here, brother. Appreciate it. You hear him on the fellas. He's one of the fellas. I guess I'm an honorable fella. Yes, you are. For the next couple of days. Yes, you are. So, Link, the All-Star game last night, we haven't even gotten really to talking that much about the game, although that was a really nice finish. Why on earth are we watching 40-minute intros for an exhibition game when everybody really wants to get down to business? It's, it's become, especially in basketball, it's become all about the branding. It's, it's Everyone has their own individual branding. Every name has got to stand out. And when it comes to uh, the All-Star game, they want to make a highlight of every person that's ava- that's that's playing in the game. I mean, it it was a spectacle from start to finish, from the national anthem to to the finish of the game, and to what I found out that each player was going to make if they won the game. I'm like three hundred fifty grand for a winner. I know these guys get paid a lot of money, but geez, I'd give that extra effort if it was if it was for that. You know what you could do well, with three fifty? <laughs> yeah, you're right, and obviously they cared at least the way they played down the stretch on LeBron celebrating like he won the NBA championship and won the Larry O'Brien Trophy at the end of that. So you mentioned the national anthem. Uh, there have yeah. been some good anthems through the years, and there have been some bad anthems. And I'm, and I'm not talking about the All-Star game. I mean, we've had Gary Clark Jr. do it on his guitar, which I really enjoyed. Of course, we had what we've seen at the Super Bowl with Whitney Houston and right. many others. And we've had the Carl Lewises of the world who have not <laughs> really necessarily distinguished themselves in a positive light. Last night, I heard like Charles Barkley immediately went to this when they came on set to the inside guys at halftime, and he said, can we talk about the national anthem? And he started to laugh, and he said, I needed a cigarette after the national anthem. And I can understand what he meant to some (laughs) extent, but the biggest problem, and I believe we have some audio, Danny G's going to fire for us out in L.A. Here's just a snippet of Fergie last night doing the national anthem at the NBA All-Star Game. Okay. Uh, okay. Now let me, let, me just, let, let, me, let me say this. Let, you know, I, I just want to preface the saying I, I like Fergie and I like a lot of her music in the past. But my biggest issue with that national anthem, that rendition of it, was that it was part traditional, part jazz, part I don't know what else to throw in there. And it, 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 was, it was all over the board. I mean, it was you're trying to make ways of – that, that's just me. I mean, that's my, my, my personal thought. It, it, it was – just it, pick, pick, a, pick a style and go with it. Don't, don't waver I, back and forth. I, I don't know what it was. I do know <laughs> that whichever presidents have passed away died again last night <laughs> listening to that rendition, and we may yeah. have lost one that was still alive. Danny, I know you're a, <laughs> you're a big-time music aficionado. That was – and you tweeted out when – yeah, I tweeted out that it sounded Link like she was a a broke Ella Fitzgerald. See, that's the jazz part that came in. That's that's the, I, and I heard that, but I was like, what? And then she was trying to be somewhat seductive. 
Oh, that hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> now, the worst part about five minutes. Yeah, yeah. she she went long. It, it was kind of you guys remember the famous Marvin Gaye rendition. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was kind of like she wanted to channel that, but also jazz, but also her style. It was strange, and from the beginning. She came out doing that little Axl Rose wiggle to the microphone. Oh, did she? I yeah, did she and part. and I was like, uh oh, what's she up to? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she looked great. Well, that's I mean, never she, been an know, issue she, for Fergie. No, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, it was like, I, I don't know, I don't know the, these platforms in which these stars, you know, choose to do their things and 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 the way sometimes they do it. I think it's a little bit of a a, a hard stretch, if you know what I mean. Yeah, do you think she outthought herself? Like, she should have just come in and done this thing simply, but she decided maybe she was going to try and channel Marvin Gaye. I mean, you've clearly outthought yourself when LeBron James is trying not to laugh at you, right? and James Harden is unable to control himself and is sort of chuckling during your national anthem. Like, at the first 30 or 40 seconds, I wasn't sure. Like, I was listening to it, and I'm just like, am I just old? Right. Or is this not good? And then I started to see Twitter and Twitter just destroyed this oh, woman yeah. Yeah. before I, she was ever done. Yeah, I, I I really didn't know to make about five six seven minutes into the game, my mouth was still open. Like, what did I just hear at the national? What man? Can I rewind that on my DVR and, and do that again? And that's exactly how it came out. But I do think she overthought. But I also think it's like this: you can imagine a, a, a star today, a musician, because everybody wants to transform. Everybody wants to be on the other stage. You know, uh, athletes all want to be musicians and actors and so on and so forth. This is that big round table, if you will. The, the, a, a national platform such as this, be it a Super Bowl, All Star Game, where you know all eyes are fixed on you, you want to try to make a, a serious impact for, to be memorable, like that Whitney Easter or Marvin Gaye rendition of the national anthem. But I do think there have been times that people have outthought themselves, and this is one of those issues that instances that I believe happened that you really tried harder than you need to, and it came out poor. Poor is definitely the the app description. Well, then I would she just for that she screamed at the end of it too. Here's that. Let's play some and, uh, basketball. Yeah, and I think it actually took the crowd about a quarter to realize they were playing basketball <laughs> after the national anthem because that was basically a church service on Sunday night instead of Sunday morning. Again, it was not the best crowd for basketball. It was filled with glitz and money and people that wanted to be seen more than get into a basketball game. But it was definitely quiet. I saw Bill Plaschke tweeting about it and other folks talking about it. It was almost as if it was so quiet in the building that it appeared that everyone in the stands was trying to hear the conversations on the floor between all of the players. Wouldn't but it. once Yeah, but I mean, once the game got going, the game was awfully good. So we're going to discuss that as we continue this morning. We're going to talk about All-Star Saturday night and a dunk contest. And as someone that really enjoys dunk contests... I had a hard time getting into this one. Also, the curious decision Turner made to go players only and not have a seasoned broadcaster lead that, whether or not that worked out. And again, I'm going to ask this question numerous times throughout the morning. Why exactly is Kevin Hart still a thing? And last night, there's not anything more obnoxious or unlikable he could have done than the role that he played during those pregame introductions. So we'll talk about all of that and more and uh, that's it. This is how kick the coverage. Lincoln Kennedy. See, when I guest host, I guest host with former NFL offensive lineman. It Ooh. keeps up. We, we've had Jeff Schwartz, and now we've got the link. We'll be right back here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, did you get my email about all Kendrick today? Well done. 
Wouldn't you love a bigger tax refund? Tax Slayer was recently rated number one for maximum refund, so you have more cash to spend on, well, whatever the heck you want this tax season. Go out and slay it. Max your refund at TaxSlayer.com. Also brought to you today by our good friends and partners out of True Car. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people pay for the car you want, so you can recognize a good price when you see it. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience that's from the black panther soundtrack is it not dg yeah it sure is did you see the film this weekend i just i saw it yesterday so it was, it's very 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 good right it was visually stunning it was, it was good it was a little long uh but it was it was good that's the voice of lincoln kennedy and this is unfortunate as a Denver Broncos fan since basically the time that I made a decision oh, on any sports franchise. We have Raider in the house, and I made that decision <laughs> voluntarily. I was not held against my will to make it. So there you go. We'll, we'll try to avoid getting into it. You've got Danny G on your side. I've got Justin Cooper out in L.A., the other Broncos fan. No, we don't need that. Just because yeah, you control there's, there's the music one doesn't mean Broncos we can go fan. with there that. That's it. Sounds good. I like that. Danny G representing Raider Nation in the house. Oh. Boo. I don't think I can continue. Shots fired over the bow. Turn your mic off, Coop. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I can handle this. Oh. Still better than last night's national anthem. True story. But not by much. Ah. Is there, is there anything left to say about that national anthem? Like, I, d- I don't think I saw one person say anything positive about it. Maybe I missed it. People accused me last night, said that every tweet I sent out was me complaining about something. I will suggest this. That's because there's no point in me tweeting out, that was great, exclamation point. Mm-hmm. Unless there's an actual point that needs to be made, I usually stay off unless I'm dropping a Bible verse or, or something like that. In general... Me commenting last night was me commenting on things that you might have missed. I don't need to say LeBron James hit a great three right there. Like, that's not a necessary tweet. So it's not that I complain all the time. It's that I'm more discerning in what I say, and it seems like most of the critique is what pops up on social media. Maybe you don't fully understand that, but that's I got a few messages last night saying I was overly critical. I hadn't even tweeted in, like, days. So calm down just a little bit. And as we just critiqued the National Anthem... Are you a Kevin Hart fan, Link? I, I like some of his stuff. I, I do agree with your point that he's been there's been an overindulgence, if you will, in Kevin Hart. He's been everywhere. Um, uh, you know, last year's uh, All Star Games with the the celebrity game, I remember seeing him, and of course, as recent as the Super Bowl, when not him not getting on stage and dropping a couple f bombs on the network and stuff like that. Just, I think he made he he's <laughs> he's he's a little too much out there right now, if you know what I mean. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, he's he's just overexposed. Like I mean, I saw him in Jumanji, and he was pretty good in Jumanji, and he can be funny. His stand-up in the past used to be very funny, but I don't need to see him talking about the dunk contest every year. I don't need to. See, it's like he is the mascot of the NBA. Like each team has their mascot, but for some reason, the National Basketball Association has taken Kevin Hart on as its league mascot. We see him so much, I'm waiting for the logo to change from Jerry West to Kevin Hart. It's a lot I don't understand. You're right. It absolutely <laughs> a lot is. smaller than that logo. But these introductions, do we need jokes, Link? Like, do we really need jokes about every single player that's coming out? I know you're trying to turn it into a, 
into a performance. And good job at halftime, by the way. The NERD stuff they did at halftime with right. Pharrell and everybody, right. I thought that was great. I thought that was better than Timberlake at the Super Bowl. I enjoyed that tremendously. But let's get down to the game. 35 minutes and bad jokes that weren't drawing any reaction from the crowd. If I'm Kevin Hart, you know, when you bomb on stage in front of 20 people at the improv with that brick background behind you, you change up. You move on to another joke. Kevin Hart, I don't know if this was in the script, if this was mandated or what, but these jokes fell flat. I don't think even one of them was funny. When you when you do uh, when you perform in a place like Los Angeles and it's almost like it an Oscarist type of pick, setting where the, there's so many more stars than casual fans in the stands, I think you should just generally know your audience, get to the point. I mean, I don't really think you. I agree with you. You don't have to have a lot of uh, pizzazz, a lot of flavor on the introductions. Let the game speak for itself. Uh, announce a couple accolades. You know, five-time All Star. You know, this is his third straight Pro. I mean, an All Star game, same Pro Bowl. All Star you, game. You talk about yourself. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying, things like that <laughs> where you, you throw it out and you let it go. I, I think they try too hard, and we've seen in the past. I remember several All Star games, especially the All Star games. One of the reasons why I got turned off from the All Star game is because you know you're trying so hard with the introductions, having the players come out and dance and. I remember yeah. Shaq with the Jabberwockies. I mean, come on, that is, worked though. I actually like that. Well, I mean, all all this extra flavor, just get, like like I'm like you, get on with the game. Don't sit here and have me I, I, a performance. I don't want a four or five hour performance. I just want to see a game. And once we got to the game, Link, it was pretty doggone good. It was entertaining. Like, that was actually a really entertaining for an All Star game. That's about yeah. as good as I've seen in a long time. I do appreciate the fact that the players made a, a conscious effort to try harder to be more defensive-minded and stuff like that and play harder. Because in the past, my biggest criticism of the basketball All-Star game is because it just turns into a glorified run down the hoop and somebody shoot it or somebody take up a layup or somebody do a dunk. I mean, there was there was no effort there. That's when you get like that 160-158 game. You know what I mean? So um, I did appreciate what, what I saw last night. Yeah, I mean, it was the Ole defense in the All-Star game for years and years and years, whether it was basically just a layup line or a dunk contest mm-hmm. or alley-oops or three-pointers. At least you had guys putting hands in people's faces and contesting right. shots last night. There were still a lot of bad brick threes Ooh, yeah. being taken. The Ooh, bas- yeah. The, yeah, the level of basketball, thanks to the Steph Curry generation at this point, it is, let's see who can shoot more threes than the other guy, which is why I didn't understand why everybody assumed Team LeBron was just going to drub Team Steph because Steph went out and got a bunch of shooters. Mm-hmm. That's how Golden State's won two championships That's in the right. last three years and why they're favored to win a third is because they have shooters everywhere on the floor. And, of course, when you have Steph, you've got a guy that can go for 100 in an all-star game. Although last night, that wasn't how it played out. But I did appreciate that in the end, it came down to Steph Curry in the corner trying to get free for a three, having to give the ball up to somebody who didn't even get the shot off before the horn Mm -hmm. because of a double team swarming at him. Like, that was... I don't think I've ever seen anything in a Pro Bowl quite like that. With the exception, in terms of people going that hard, except maybe, and this is unfortunate, the late, great Sean Taylor and Brian Mormon of the Bills when the punter got absolutely lit up by Sean Taylor in a Pro Bowl because (laughs) Sean Taylor didn't know any other speed. That guy went out to kill you every single time on the football field and did so. If you go look up Brian Mormon, the only thing anyone knows about Brian Mormon is that his life was really really in danger thanks to Sean Taylor on that Pro Bowl field but the All-Star game last night 
They played defense. They made some plays. There was still some hot dog and there was still some alley-oops. It was still fun. It was still an exhibition game. But I think the best thing about it was they played hard link and no one got injured because that's the one thing that this NBA can't handle. NBA injuries this season compared to last are up 50%. And not just injuries, but key injuries. John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Mm -hmm. Chris Stapps Porzingis, Gordon Hayward, all of these big-time stars, and if any league is a star-driven league, it's the NBA, for the same reason that I've mentioned many times before on this show, which is, this is the one sport where they're not wearing headgear, where you can see their faces clearly. Sometimes you don't know an NFL player nearly as well. You know Tom Brady, but you don't always know some of the other guys because of the helmets, because of the face mask. Same thing can happen in baseball. Same thing definitely can happen in hockey. Basketball is all about these Hollywood stars, and so many of them have gone down that when you hear that in this exhibition game they're going to be going hard and trying to win that 350 k you worry because early in the game you saw LeBron collide with Joel Embiid, yeah, and that. Embiid might be Mr. Glass yeah, from yeah, Unbreakable, exactly. so you had to worry about him. But no one came out of this worse for the wear. So in that way, it was a huge success for the NBA. I like that point. I can also uh, agree with the fact that you know I, I appreciate or respect the fact that Jimmy Butler, it was reported that because he didn't play in the All-Star game, he went to rest. And he looked up his stats. No one had played more minutes and more games than Jimmy Butler. So obviously, when you have an opportunity to get, you know, get off your feet or get some rest, you want you take your your team ball or your team concept a little bit more serious than an, an exhibition game. So I can appreciate that. But I agree with you. It's all about star power in the NBA. And when you have those stars that you mentioned go down, it affects the overhead. Um, and no one wants to see a virtually, and I'm not, no, no pun intended against any any other particular team, but nobody wants to see, say, a, a, a Charlotte go and, and play a, a Sacramento in the final because you don't know any, anybody from those teams, really. Um, so it, it's not going to be as uh, as lusterful or as beautiful as saying Golden State versus Boston or something like that or, or Cleveland, however it has been in the finals the last couple of years. Yeah, you definitely do not want Charlotte versus Sacramento in the NBA Finals. <laughs> I'll tell you what you do want, Link. You want Ralph Irvin. He's in our update studio today. Let's check in with him, see what happened in the wild and woolly world of sports. Ralph, take it away. Well, thank you very much. And you do mention the NBA All-Star Game. Team LeBron, a 148-145 winner over Team Steph Curry. LeBron James with 29 points. The lead all scorers was named the game's MVP. And Lincoln did mention Jimmy Butler not playing well. He says it's for rest. Meredith Minko from the Bleacher Report, though, reporting that Jimmy Butler was so hungover that he said that he needed to sit this one out. Wow. End quote. So that's out there. Partying in L.A.? No. On All-Star Weekend? No, never. And this particular individual did uh, previously work as part of the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves organization. So a little bit of insight possibly on Mm. that story. On the top 25, number 19, Wichita State, 76-72 over number 5, Cincinnati. That ends the Bearcats' 39-game home winning streak. Number 6, Purdue took out Penn State, 76-73. Number 22, Michigan, 74-62 over number 8, Ohio State. Number 12, Duke beat number 11, Clemson, 66-57. Austin Dillon wins the Daytona 500. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. Uh, Appreciate it, Ralph. No, no, no. One more thing for you. Oh. Lawrence Guy, defensive lineman for the Patriots, 55% playing time. If he reached that threshold, got a $500,000 bonus. He fell 0.2% short. Oh, Patriots no. said, we'll still pay. 
Thank you, Ralph. That's well, at least they decided to go ahead and pay him. So that's that's a positive. We're coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where it's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven auto. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I'm Jason Martin at Jmart Outkick, joined by three time NFL Pro Bowler, and he works for the enemy. For the Oakland Raiders at L. Kennedy 72, Lincoln Kennedy, one of the fellows here on Fox Sports Radio. You've heard him for years. And since Ralph mentioned the Patriots, the story surrounding the Patriots right now, Link, continues to surround Rob Gronkowski and what it is that he is going to do. According to Pro Football Talk and several other sources, the talk in Minnesota before the big game was that Gronk believed and doctors told him, look, you've never been hit this hard in the head before. He barely achieved clearance to even play in the Super Bowl. And now he's got family members, more than one, just telling him it's time to call it quits. You've got reports of him kind of wanting to follow Dwayne Johnson's path into acting. Look, I don't know whether or not Gronk can act. I have my doubts. I think Mojo Rawley coming out and saying that he is right for the WWE makes a lot more sense, at least in this stage. And if you really want to follow The Rock... You want to follow him to pro wrestling before you follow him to acting. But Gronk, I, I don't know what he's going to do. Do you have a feeling he's coming back? I have a feeling that Gronk wants to come back, but I also have a feeling, and I've been saying this for years, that Gronk wants to be definitely wants to be more than a star more of a star than he already is. Now I love his passion when he's playing. I, I but but there have been times where I think he had to be a little bit more of a showman. Like after the the time where he had the surgery and he had to go do the WWE stuff, that he likes that. My kids watch him on the Nickelodeon, the stuff that he does with the the kids' channels. So he's out there, and I think that he can definitely transform from the football field into the entertainment side. I think he does want that. Uh, it's whether or not um, you know the the Patriots are going to make him an offer he can't walk away from. I can honestly see him hanging up his cleats and going into the inter- entertainment realm to try to be the next Rock, if you will. Do you think that works? Like, when you think of Gronk, do you think of actor? Like, screen actor? Like, I know no, what you're talking but, about. But, him but, on Nickelodeon, yeah. that's like a variety performance. Him in WWE is, you know, him being a celebrity and being able to play himself. That's the thing. When you're able to play yourself, it's a whole lot easier. Now, The Rock has found a way to craft this, I'm myself and I've kind of got this other guy, but he right. sort of blurs the line. Gronk, I just see... Gronk's still making 69 jokes like in movies if he's in movies and I don't know I don't know how that translates well I mean I think it might be not necessarily a hard translation but I don't well we don't know how he's going how charismatic on a big screen is he going to be I mean if you take a look at other uh, um, say um, uh, wrestlers that went the acting route uh, you've seen John Cena in in a couple movies uh, action movies most of them go the action route um, it'll be hard for me to visualize Gronk, especially as tall as he is. We know the world of acting isn't that tall, so he's going to have to try to find a number of other people compliment on the screen. It's not it's not that easy to go to, to have, but he can definitely pay, pave a way for himself with the WWE route, the entertainment side oh, of that, yeah. right? Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, I worked in pro wrestling for 10 years, and I think that what you're saying about Cena and about The Rock and some of the – I mean, Austin's done a few films in Mm -hmm. the past. Randy Mm -hmm. Orton's done a couple of films. Hogan obviously did many films back in the day. Not as successfully, but – so we've seen a change in that. But, look, you learn how to con people in pro wrestling. You learn how to separate them from parts of their wallet because you can convince them of things. So if Gronk were to go to WWE – 
and spend some time there, as Mojo Rawley believes is a win, not if situation, then he can learn a little bit of the nuance of that. I'm just saying if he were to jump in right now, he's going to turn out to be Rob Gronkowski and Entourage if Entourage was still around, or Rob Gronkowski and Ballers, or Rob Gronkowski plays Rob Gronkowski, as opposed to what Rob Gronkowski thinks he might be able to do. He doesn't have the depth right now Cena would not have been a great actor in 2000 right but after learning his craft for such a long period of time he was able to branch out the rock when he first left WWE did the Scorpion King and was not particularly good in that film and then he did the rundown and then he did walking tall and then he did the tooth fairy because no one has ever said yes to more questionable projects in Hollywood history than Dwayne Johnson the tooth fairy proved it but he's making money on everything. Anything he's attached to, studios are falling all over themselves to sign Dwayne Johnson to get into their movies because they know it's going to be at least a three or four hundred mil right there off the top. People going to see him, and I think people would go to see Gronk. I, do. I just want to see Gronk do it when it's right, not necessarily just because he feels like he has to do it right now. Well, I mean, I also seen you know you know we've always seen people who oversaturate themselves and, and immerse themselves in projects trying to make you know, a mountain out of a molehill. I do believe that the charisma and, and the the, uh, the attraction that Gronkowski has right now, there would probably be some people, hey, I got this perfect action film or something that I, I want to put you in. Now, I might flop as hell. I mean, we've seen, we've seen actors make, I mean, uh, athletes make very bad movies. Remember Shazam? Um, yes, I do. <laughs> and quite a few others out there. So, But uh, I, think, uh, I think there would be a, a plateau or a place for Gronk, but I hear what you're saying. You don't want to, don't want to do too much too soon. Yeah, hopefully there's not going to be a Kazam too, <laughs> and at the same time, Shaq's going to be starring in Uncle Drew this seen, summer. The, the which, previews seem kind of funny, man. I'm I'm, I'm kind of looking I, forward I to that. You don't know? I I don't. I'm not sure. I mean, I will end up seeing it because look, we have to see it with right. what we do for a living. It's something right. we'll be talking about on on our shows. But Shaq made the comment on Saturday night, and we're going to come back after the break and talk about the dunk contest and three point shootout and All Star Weekend, but. Shaq said that he believes this is going to be the best basketball film since White Man Can't Jump. Oh, I don't think that you can include White Man Can't oh. Jump in your. You're already hyping yourself way too far. White Man Can't Jump is an all-time classic. Danny, what you got for us? Just uh, really quick, you guys, housekeeping here. Uh, that three hundred and fifty thousand you were talking about, Link, that did uh-huh. go. That was the prize for the winning side for the charity. Oh, the charity. Yes. Okay. So okay. Le- LeBron chose the after-school All Stars of L.A. Uh-huh. and Curry chose Brotherhood Crusade. Oh. Okay. So LeBron's after-school program gets that three hundred and fifty k. So was it the payout? What the NBA did for the payout, the winning team, each player w- gets a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, okay. Okay. That's more each like losing player gets twenty five thousand. Oh, twenty five. Damn. I thought well, twenty five. G to lose? It used to be half. And back in the day, it used to be the winner get doubled and the, the loser get half. So, so you wouldn't have cared then, Link? If, no, uh, no, no, if no, no. You know, I would look. I, shoot, I remember the Pro Bowls. You know, we'll talk about this further in the show. But hey, mm-hmm. there were times where in the second half, guys were like, "Wait a minute, I got to get this extra change because I brought everybody and their mama out to Hawaii, and it's going to cost me a pretty penny. I'm not making any more money until the season comes back." But so, a hundred thousand so, seems kind of right. Twenty five seems kind of cheap. That's a little man. I might be a little yeah, that's, incentive to play. You might as well just give him a car. Exactly. You're going to give him 25 grand. That's All it. right, on the other side, we will talk about All-Star Saturday night, a dunk contest that I was hoping was going to be better than it turned out to be. A lot of throwback dunks. Some of it was fun. Also, there was no broadcaster on the TNT coverage. Brent Barry was leading it. We'll discuss whether or not that worked. Also, the three-point shootout, which, man, 
other than Devin Booker's final rack, was one of the just brickiest three-point contests I have ever seen. I thought the rims seemed too tight based on how things sounded coming off. These things were rough. Did you Clay just Thompson say brickiest? in that final rack. Yeah, I know that's not a word. Wow. I'm well aware that's not challenge. a word, but it's early on a Monday. Yeah, challenge. Yeah, just throw a flag. We'll be right back. It's Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. In honor of Jimmy Butler, I assume. Everybody's got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket. It just may be the most rewarding to-do you do today. Clay is on a Star Wars Disney cruise. I can't even imagine how that is with his entire family, but instead I'm in. I'm Jason Martin, executive producer of this program on a regular basis, along with three-time Pro Bowler Lincoln Kennedy at LKennedy72 if you want to follow him on Twitter. So we talked a lot Friday, Danny, about the party scene in L.A. and all of the things that were going down. Did you uh, venture your way into anything? Do you know anyone that ventured their way into anything? Were there any situations that need to be discussed? So a DJ friend of mine DJed at LA Live, and he was almost an hour late because of traffic. By 5 p.m. on Friday, you could not inch your way into downtown LA. It was gridlock. That's how many folks were trying to get their party on uh, in downtown Los Angeles. So it was pretty crazy. What was the hot spot? Was there one that stood out above all the others party-wise? I mean, LA Live was the epicenter of everything that was going on. So there's there's clubs in and around Los Angeles Live. You You know, that's that's one of the things. Yeah, well, I was thinking that Danny G just interject a little bit. You know, and Danny knows this is one of the reasons why the athletes definitely love things like All Star Games to LA because you know. Everybody will gravitate <laughs> to this to the, to the main hub, and there will be no shortage of parties or things to do in a place like that. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, uh, finally, well, he he DJed two nights in a row. Uh, obviously, it's a big payday for for a lot of the DJs in Los Angeles. And the second night, he did Uber. He's like, I'm not even trying to drive on that freeway. <laughs> so yeah. So what do you get paid DJing? on that weekend like you don't have to like call your boy out or whatever like get specific but what do you make djing one of those bigger events if you're lucky enough to get a shot to do that uh let's see he he was at lucky strike i'm gonna say they gave him a g for a couple of hours on the turntables which is how much more than he would usually make to do the same gig normally half that for a big la party that's not bad yeah, That's so not that so you're at all. yeah. So when it's a, a celebrity weekend like that, your money usually doubles as a DJ. So All Star Saturday night dunk contest. We'll talk more about this in the next hour. We're also going to have to get into, unfortunately, LeBron James versus Laura Ingram because that was something that had to happen this weekend, unfortunately. But we had obviously we had the dunk contest, the three point shootout, and the skills challenge and all of that and that's always fun even though i didn't think it was a particularly great dunk contest maybe i got spoiled two years ago by aaron gordon and zach levine and what they did and i wanted aaron gordon to be in it because he was hurt last year and he had to pull out again this year because i think he would have won this thing going away based on how talented he was and also zach levine when you see zach levine he was on the commentary he was on the booth for the dunk contest when you look at him you wouldn't assume that he sounds like barry white but he sounds like Barry White. 
Like he has an incredibly deep voice to be, I don't know, just when you look at him, you wouldn't assume that he would have that. But he was pretty good. But one thing that I noticed, and I think everybody noticed, was that there was no Kevin Harlan, there was no Marv Albert, there was no Ernie Johnson even. There was none of that. Instead, there was this weird booth of Chris Weber and Reggie Miller, which makes sense as they're going to be your analysts. And then for some reason they went with Brent Barry. And Brent Barry, who I find to be pretty good on NBA TV when he does certain things, as a host... I couldn't imagine somebody more dull to put out there. And I was waiting to just crush this thing. And then by the end of the night, honestly, they didn't bother me because it was just like a bunch of a bunch of jocks just having a conversation during all of this stuff. And considering we're watching these crazy spectacles in front of us, either three-point shootout or somebody trying to do Vince Carter's dunk or somebody trying to do their father's dunk or bring out Dr. Duncanstein or whatever it was, it actually linked, it, it kind of worked to have no professional broadcaster and let it just all be the players having a good time. It seemed to be like exactly what you see on the sidelines when everybody's trying to take shots and it's the entire NBA there on the front watching the dunk contest for themselves. I actually thought it worked. Well, I mean, I I do think it works. I, I like the players only concept as long as they can talk and hold a conversation, yeah. and, and 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 you know, and speak their point. My thing is this: is and I commend you because you something you said last segment that you heard Shaq say something. My biggest issue with Shaq, I can't understand half the words that come out of his mouth. He mumbles yeah. and his voice is so deep, and it's hard to make make what he says, even when he's doing uh, on the, the the TNT broadcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm having to turn up my trouble just so I can understand what Shaq's saying. So I like it when players can sit there and 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 and, and get their points across, express themselves. Yeah, it was pretty good. So we'll talk about the dunk contest in more specifics. We'll also continue to or we'll begin to unpack Laura Ingram versus LeBron James and what that means and what Adam Silver had to say. All of that still to come. I'll kick the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in, coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Also, coming up on Friday, March the 2nd, Bruce Willis stars in Eli Roth's reimagination of the original action film Charles Bronson, Death Wish. After his wife and daughter are brutally attacked, a family man morphs into a badass revenge machine when the system fails him. So he decides to take matters into his own hands to protect his family. The big question is whether or not he's a hero or a villain based on how far he'll go to protect his family. Bruce Willis becomes a force to be reckoned with and also deeply human, full of swagger with a bit of that classic Willis charm. Don't miss the action thriller Death Wish, the remake, in theaters Friday, March 2nd. Clay Travis off this week. I'm Jason Martin at Jmart Outkick, joined by three-time NFL Pro Bowler Lincoln Kennedy at L. Kennedy 72. And on President's Day, we would be remiss if we did not start each hour with a stirring rendition of Francis Scott Key's National Anthem. Oh, say, can you see By the dawn's early light What so proudly wave At the twilight's last gleam Whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the rain. 
Nice we, 60 minutes clock in the background. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Team Steph lost by three last night. Our ears all collectively lost across the world that heard Fergie do that national anthem link. The show's over, Jay. Let's go home. <laughs> Seriously, we're out of time. We're like we got to go to break. Like The whole first segment is completely gone. Fergie, how long did that thing go, Danny? Do you actually have the length? I think it was over 4.30 or somewhere right around there. You know, our editing, our really editing department long. just put a long snippet of it in there, and even that is over two minutes, so wow. not sure the grand total. Well, it was beautiful. You need one I, of those, I Dave, guess. remember the episode from Dave Chappelle where they were like, wrap it up, they had a button, like, wrap it up? Yes. <laughs> That's what you need, the, the Oscar music. All right, come on, let's wrap it up, let's go. Just. You know. I wonder if when she timed that out, it was four minutes and 31 seconds. Or if she just rolled out and it got completely out of control on her and she lost it. Like, if she had been at home performing in front of whoever, couldn't somebody have told her, look, honey, boopy, peaches, I'm going to need you to slide off just a little bit here. Let's knock about, I don't know, 100, 110 seconds off that joint because no one is going to be able to tolerate this for 431. And then then when you think about it, I, I will say this. I'll give her credit. She didn't, you know, forget any words or, you know, uh, and put insert her own little. Thank words goodness. That, thank goodness, because that would have been even more devastating to the to the review. But actually, uh, Link, all. not huh? to not to correct you, but there are some stories on social media questioning a couple of the words that she really they they say quote unquote she used uh, in tongues. So <laughs> yeah, there was one <laughs> there word was... that she did not finish. Right. that I remember. So it said um, that she channeled Marvin Gaye and, and Jesus. That was one of the headlines. Ooh, <laughs> that's un- wow. that's unfortunate. Okay. Yeah, ouch. That's very unfortunate. Do you have any of those words? Like not audio, but do you any of the words that are being critiqued? No, but I was I was through? setting up the audio here to uh, show how she should have got the hook, like wink, like Lincoln suggested. Yeah. So yes. it went something like this. If it was at the Oscars. Yeah. Here it is. See, there it is. Wrap it up. <laughs> Play her off the stage. There we go. There we go. Back she was just trying to make Saturday us forget night. that Kevin Hart introduction. Uh, uh, yeah, well, that was good. That was nice of her. I appreciate her doing yeoman's work on that. And if you know Chris Rock was there last night, he could have put on his old Nat X costume from Saturday Night Live and had that clown with the broom come out exactly. and sweep her right off the floor. That would have been better. And once the game got going, it was pretty good. LeBron James was in the news all weekend long for something that happened off the court because that is what sports has become too much these days on both sides of the aisle. And unfortunately, this one, somebody stepped into it and then LeBron pretty much dunked on her. Honestly, like neither one of them I don't necessarily think came across looking great. And this is a story that... Look, these are the stories that I'm not as fond anymore of covering, but unfortunately there's no way around them. Everyone had a take on this, including the TNT crew last night, not just Ernie, Kenny, Charles, and Shaq, but also the actual broadcasters during the game referring to it as well. It all stemmed from conservative television and talk radio host Laura Ingram, who's been on the radio for many, many years, had been a Fox News contributor, now has her own show as they've reshuffled the lineup on FNC She had this to say in response to LeBron talking about violence and race and the current presidential administration a day before. Here is Laura Ingram from Fox News. I believe this was on Thursday evening. This is what happens when you attempt to leave high school a year early to join the NBA. And it's always unwise to seek political advice from someone who gets paid $100 million a year to bounce a ball. Oh, and LeBron and Kevin... 
You're great players, but no one voted for you. Millions elected Trump to be their coach. So keep the political commentary to yourself, or as someone once said, shut up and dribble. So that was not received well. She Before she got to that, I think she said things that were a little bit more potentially inflammatory other than obviously the key line being shut up and dribble. But she said, this is a dumb jock alert. alert. I'm numb to this commentary. Must they run their mouths like that? Unfortunately, a lot of kids and some adults take these ignorant comments seriously. Look, there might be a cautionary lesson in LeBron for kids and then talked about him leaving school early and all of those kinds of things. LeBron James as you might expect, did not shy away from these comments and had this to say on TNT in response to Laura Ingram. First of all, I will not uh, shut up and dribble. Uh-huh. Uh, I owe it to my peers. I owe it to my fans. I owe it to the youth. And I owe it to y'all and everybody that has laid the path for me to get to this point. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know what Kareem and, and Russell and all those guys went through in a time where whatever they said was was like, no, you're not allowed to say that. Shut up and dribble. Yeah. And I, I can't sit here and, and allow that to happen because of what they went through. So there you go. Uh, and it kind of blew up from there. The TNT crew actually argued about it. Barkley just kind of rolled his eyes. Ernie Johnson seemed really, really upset about it. Kenny Smith and Shaq were pretty upset about it. Kevin Durant, in uh, addition to what LeBron said, said that he believed what Ingram said was racist. So it it went down that path relatively quickly as well. LeBron James fired out an Instagram photo of a shot, a neon sign that said, I am more than an athlete, and hashtag we will not shut up and dribble, then was all over Twitter on Friday night, and it was still actually popping up last night. And again, during the game, Chris Webber and Reggie Miller were speaking about it as the game was going on and talking about what LeBron James has done and all of these other kinds of things. The one part that I think LeBron might have gotten wrong here, like what Laura Ingram was saying, and Link, you're an athlete, so before I even get into it, what is your take on what Laura Ingram had to say in terms of just just how did you take it? Did you see it the way Kevin Durant saw it? Or did you see it as just a comment that probably didn't need to be made, but was made clearly for a purpose to try and gin up one half of a base? I didn't necessarily see it as racism, but I did see it as insensitive and inappropriate in the sense where you think athletes can't hold conversations over political or anything outside the realm of sports. It's insulting. And it's insulting to me in a similar way for a man to sit there and tell a woman, well, Hey, this is men talking. Why don't you just go in the kitchen and, and do what you do or stay at home? That's that's to that's the level of insult that I took from the comment. Now, my thing is this, is that I, I believe you cannot necessarily quantify a man's intelligence by the level in which he or she has gone through school. But the fact is that I, even though that LeBron James came out of high school, did not go to college, you cannot deny the success that he's had as an entrepreneur and the people around him that he brought up. So I think that's worth that's commendable in many respects. Um, But at the same on on another side, you know, people are always asking for those standout athletes or standout celebrities. I'm not just going to say athletes, standout celebrities to have a more of a voice of a social situation, social impact rather than just go quietly in the night. And so when you have that or you hear that and then now you have this sort of back and forth uh, banter between, you know, one platform and another. You know, you have somebody in, in the news world that's saying, saying, well, he's entitled to his opinion and I might not necessarily agree with him and move on. You make these sort of derogatory comments 
to, to make it even bigger issue. Now it's not going to go away because now you just put gasoline on the fire. Yeah, see, I think that Durant went a little far because I I could see why you might read Laura Ingram's comments as racial in nature. You could do but that I don't just think about that any was comment. the intent. Yes, I, mean, I don't think do that it, was the intent. If you if you throw the race card into, you could throw the race card in any time, and even when you have you know two people of the same uh, ethnicity coming at each other. Oh well, you know he's 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 saying that because he's on their side or whatever. I, I mean, you could do that in any comp. It, I didn't think it fit there. To me, it was insulting to say an athlete cannot hold any other opinion outside the realm of sports. Do you like that athletes are becoming more? open in that way and especially look we talk a lot about the nfl and colin kaepernick and michael bennett and all these various protests good and bad and things that we agree with and things that we disagree with based on whatever predilection or whatever side it is we come on but when you look at the nba greg popovich talks all the time steve kerr talks all the time lebron talks about guns numerous times it seems like every year at least two or three and certainly coming off the tragic shooting in florida that was something that he wanted to comment on again. We've seen Kevin Durant talk more. We've seen Andre Iguodala. We've seen Draymond Green. Basically everybody that wears a Golden State Warriors uniform in particular seems to have a comment on the current social scene, the current political scene in this country. Do you feel like that is a good change, or is that something that worries you at all? And I Look, I know from a business standpoint, it's one, it's one thing. It's going to alienate some people, and there are people that claim that they've walked away from the NFL in droves, and Clay and I have argued many times on this air. I don't necessarily believe all that he does when it comes to everybody bailing because of that, and I honestly think that if you're bailing because of that, Danny G has said it best, good riddance, honestly. Like, you're either going to come back or you're not. I don't think that still pointing to protests when almost no one was protesting in the back half of the season – is something that needed to be discussed nearly as much as it was when you consider that ratings were down all across TV for various things because of cord cutting, because no shows do what they used to do. I mean, even college football outside of the playoffs and outside of the actual postseason did not do well at all, both in live attendance or on television compared to years previous. Those are stats we have not talked about on this show nearly as much as we talked about the NFL. But, Link, when you when you hear athletes that are becoming more open. And I know back in the 60s, you had the Bill Russells, and of course, you had the Olympics there in the 70s, and you've had guys, Muhammad Ali and people like this, but do you think this is a positive change that so many athletes are doing this, or do you worry about too many uh, speaking out and maybe not being fully aware of all these issues and sometimes harming the cause rather than helping it? Well, I tell you what, this is, I'm looking at the clock. How much, well, we're probably up against a break time. Yeah, right? we can so probably we'll, take a break. Let's, and talk let's about approach on the this other on side. this side because it's a lot to get into. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll touch on that question when we come back. If you have thoughts on this, of course, you can tweet me at Jmart Outkick. You can tweet link, uh, tweet link at L Kennedy 72. 877-996-6369. That's 877-99 on Fox. We'll take your phone calls as well. It's a big issue. There's many different ways to look at it, many different sides. We'll talk about some of the other reactions, including NBA Commissioner Adam Silver and what he had to say in a wake of this situation as well. We'll be right back here on Fox Sports Radio. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people pay for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Tax Slayer. What if you could get up to $1,000 in as little as 48 hours with Tax Slayer? 
Well, you can. Introducing Refund Now, only from TaxLayer. E-file your taxes, get up to a grand in as little as 48 hours with no upfront fees. Visit TaxSlayer.com for details. Three-time NFL Pro Bowler Lincoln Kennedy joining me, Jason Martin, here from the Outkick Studios, Danny G., Justin Cooper spinning the Dallas radio style for us out in L.A. where the All-Star game was a lot of fun last night. Three-point win for Team LeBron over Team Steph. And LeBron James, we've been discussing him. And, of course, as soon as I mention this, all of a sudden I am accused of being a social justice warrior for siding with LeBron James. I don't know what you heard in the first segment. I didn't side with LeBron James. I know you might not be used to this out there. But I try to speak in nuance. We've got Lincoln Kennedy, a former athlete, a well-decorated athlete who can speak to this on a level that I can't. Nuance, definition, a subtle difference in or shade of meaning, expression, or sound. We're not going for the extremes here. We're just trying to talk about this situation. And honestly, I'm not necessarily on LeBron James's side all the way because he did say some things that I thought really undercut his point. He does talk too much in certain respects. But one of the things he did was try to belittle her. She belittled him. Nobody out there is going to disagree with that. His response was to belittle her. First of all, quote, quoting LeBron James, First of all, I had no idea who she is or what she does. I would have had a little more respect for her if she actually wrote those words. She probably said it right off the teleprompter. That was unnecessary from LeBron James. I think it undercut his point. And then he thinks of himself really highly. Quote, I mean too much to my two boys here, their best friend here, my daughter at home, my wife, my family, and all these other kids that look up to me for inspiration. I mean too much to society. I mean too much to the youth. I mean too much to so many kids who feel like they won't have a way out and they need someone to help lead them out of the situation that they're in. He compared himself to Muhammad Ali. He compared himself to Jackie Robinson. He invokes some names, Bill Russell and folks like that. He invokes some names that I think, again, LeBron heard his own point. So I'm not on LeBron's side. I'm just talking about an issue that's out there without just screaming and bloviating on one side or the other. So, Link, as we went to break, we were talking about this, and I asked you, as somebody that's been in many locker rooms throughout the years and now somebody that's been in locker rooms as someone in the media, do you like that so many athletes are coming out and speaking on these issues, or do you think it is a little bit much? Is it harming the product? Is it a problem for the bottom line, or is this something that you're all in favor of? I'm in favor for anybody speaking towards in, in uh, social injustice or injustice in, in, in general. The fact is this country is racially divided, and, and it has been for some time. It's racially divided to a level, in my opinion, that rivals something that happened before my time in the 60s, the 70s, late 50s, and stuff like that, between whites and blacks. And now it's been increased to just other nationalities and ethnicities in this country. And unfortunately, in my opinion, the, the, the political aspect didn't bring it together. It even created a wider gap. So certain people have platforms in which they can speak from and which they should speak from because they get people's, people notice them right off the back when they hear their name. When you say LeBron James' name, there are people in the basketball world, people in the sports world, they're going to stop and listen to what he has to say. So he has a platform. So I think he, it's wise to use that platform to speak out on things in ways that you feel. Don't always keep it about sports or keep it about you or your branding or anything else. If this is what you feel a passion for, I have no problem with you speaking out, uh, speaking out on it. 
And I, and I, and that matters for anybody, civil servants, anybody else. The problem is, is that a fifth grade teacher in, in Los Angeles isn't going to have the same platform that Kevin Durant has. You know, um, a, 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 a pastor that works in, in, a, in a church in, in Oakland, California, isn't going to have the same platform that Steph Curry has. It just doesn't work like that. So the fact that we've got athletes, notable name athletes that are speaking out towards social injustice or speaking their voice, voices towards violence and the violence that bestows this country constantly and the constant threat that we see, I have no problem with it at all. I just, you know, I don't think Durant was right at all by suggesting that Laura Ingram was racist because I think she believes the same thing about Kevin Love. I think she thinks the same thing about David Lee or Kristaps Porzingis or anybody else. I don't think that skin color was her point. I think I, this and was I don't, I don't think I don't think it was athlete. racially driven. I, I, again, I found it insulting for you for you to think that an athlete cannot hold a conversation or cannot voice his opinion on a political platform or stuff like that outside of sports. I think that's insulting. And to me, it's the equivalent of you, a man telling a woman, "Oh, shut up again in the kitchen," you know that type of thing. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. That's eight seven seven nine nine on Fox. If you have thoughts on this, we got a couple of calls on the line. Let's go out to Indiana and talk to our good friend Kevin. He's out there. Kevin, how are you? Um, very good, sir. How you doing? Good, sir. What do you got for us? Well, listen, you know, I'm not against what Brown saying what he wants to say, but he has to figure out how to not put his desk in the middle of the court. See, when I when I watch the news and it wears me out and I'm tired of it, then I switch the channel to the game. And somehow, the news is trickling into my game. And that's not what I'm paying for. That's not why I'm watching it. That's not why I tuned into the game. So, if LeBron and other athletes want to discuss their political views, then they need to do it on their own time and their own dime. Not somehow tie it into the game because you're defeating the purpose of the relaxation of people watching the game. You, you, you can't do that. I'm, I've, uh, my daughter just last week, who's 18 and has a job, and she was going to take something, I can't remember what it was, candies or something for her little sister. She's like, well, give me some, I'll take them to work and sell them. And I said, no, you won't. She said, well, why not? It's for a good cause. I said, I know it's for a good cause, but when you go to work, you work for those people. And when you're selling candy to people in work, you're not doing their job that they're paying you for. That's not right that you solicit other people's wares while someone else is paying you to do something else. And this is where we've lost those walls that, you know, we're supposed to divide ourselves up like that. It's, It's becoming messy and blurred and and if it keeps happening, I'm just going to stop watching that game. I'll go find my relaxation maybe on, maybe not on the pro level. Maybe I'll go to the amateur level. I'll go somewhere where I can just watch basketball. That makes All right, sense? Kevin. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Kevin, appreciate the call. I don't think LeBron said this in the middle of a game. I don't think that he said his, made his comments about Trump on the floor. I don't think he did it on company time. I thought that he and Kevin Durant were talking to Kerry Champion. And this came up in some other arena. So I'm not necessarily saying that what you're saying is wrong, but this is different to me than the kneeling even. Like, this was comments that he did make on his own time. And whether or not you like those comments or not, he certainly has the right to do that on his own time. If that's going to cause you not to watch the game because it's influencing the game, 
I don't think it was influencing the game. The only thing that influenced the game was because of what Laura Ingram said and because of LeBron having to respond to it, both of them making this into a story. Last night during the All-Star game, the broadcasters all had to comment on this and numerous times during the night actually mentioned the hashtag and talked about, thank goodness LeBron James doesn't just shut up and dribble and, and all of those kinds of things. But I don't think that this was a political issue on the floor at all. This wasn't being done in pregame. This wasn't being done during a basketball broadcast. Or am I totally wrong about that? Danny, you, you, you probably know exactly when this was said, but I'm pretty sure this was said to Kerry Champion in something well away from the floor. Yeah, I, I want to say that this was on TNT, but you're right. It wasn't on the court. So uh, I believe he was sitting on the set there uh, on TNT set. We'll, we'll double-check that right now. but Yeah, we'll find it. Well, I mean, if he said it on TNT, then it was at least close to the game, and then right. maybe you could assert that. I don't know. I think you're splitting hairs at that point. These guys are going to continue to talk. I mean, LeBron was wearing the I Can't Breathe stuff and talking about Michael Brown and talking about all these issues years ago. They were on the stage with the ESPYs last year with Dwayne Wade and, and all of those situations, and you know we've discussed a lot of those issues on this show already. This is not going to change. So are you going to just quit watching the NBA? If you quit watching the NFL, does this situation make you want to stop watching the NBA? That's a question I'd love an answer to if you're out there. 877-996-6369. 877-99-ON-FOX. But right now, let's see what happened in the world of sports last night. And here's Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much. And we start with the NBA All-Star Game wrapping up All-Star Weekend Team LeBron James, a 148-145 winner over Steph Curry's team. LeBron with 29 points to lead all scores. He was named the game's MVP. Number five, Cincinnati. They fell at home, ending a 39-game home winning streak, losing to number 19, Wichita State, 76-72. Number six, Purdue beat Penn State, 76-73. 22, Michigan, 74-62 over number 8, Ohio State. Number 12, Duke beats number 11, Clemson, 66-57. At the Olympics, the U.S. 5-0 winners over Finland. They advance to the gold medal game. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And who the U.S. will play in that gold medal game? Well, it's being determined on the ice right now. Canada versus the Olympic athletes of Russia, and it is 1-0 Canada midway through the first period. Thank you, Ralph, for coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Plays out all this week. I'm Jason Martin in with Lincoln Kennedy for the next two days. He's down in Arizona. James made those comments about the president on an episode of Uninterrupted, which is an internet thing, I believe. I need to find out exactly what the source was. And look, what he said was pretty inflammatory. He said the president, quote, doesn't give a expletive about the people, unquote. James has talked about Donald Trump quite a bit in the past. Now, James has said in response to what Laura Ingram said about him on TV, the best thing that she did was help him create more awareness. He was able to take this all-star weekend and talk about social justice and equality. And look, LeBron James does make you want to roll your eyes pretty consistently with how somewhat, I don't know, holier than thou that he can get on some of these issues. But I think that both of them could have done a better job. I I think that what Laura Ingram said 
just wasn't well thought out. Or maybe it was well thought out for the people she knew was going to be watching her. And LeBron's response, similarly well thought out for the people that he was trying to reach with his comments. Now, Laura Ingram has come out and said she would like to have LeBron come on her show, which of course she would, Mm -hmm. to speak about this. And then, of course, you get into the ratings issue. I would imagine LeBron will not take her up on that offer. I kind of wish that he would. Because then you would have both sides right there talking and being able to speak back and forth as opposed to having to snipe in one interview link and then the next day somebody else comments on it. These stories, I'm just so tired of all of these stories because there seems to be one more often than there is a sporting event to talk about. But if you're LeBron James, do you take an opportunity to go on this, to go on Ingram's show at all? Or do you think that 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 helps her out? And if you're LeBron in this case, you don't feel like you can do that. If I was LeBron, I would. But, I mean, I I think a little differently because I I, I stand front of the challenge. And, And I'm not saying that LeBron's backing down. Maybe LeBron would look at it like, well, why would I help her ratings out? Why would I do this for her? She's putting money in her pocket. Uh, if that's the case, then I would have my people ask for a bigger stipend to come on. How much are you paying? You know what I mean? If you if you want to go that route, and then donate the money to charity. It's not like he needs the money. I'm just saying, you know, you make something out of it to get your chance to get your point across. I, as I said in the last segment, Jay, I think that you know more people need to take advantage of the platform to speak their mind. I mean, it's nothing drives me more bonkers in a locker room when you have a reporter come out and say, anonymous sources tell me that Rob Gronkowski is going to hang up his cleats. Who's an anonymous source? Be a man. Stand by your comments. And 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 I'm saying that in this platform. To, I'm saying it this way. To, to if you have an opinion, you should not be afraid to speak your opinion. It's one of the great things about living in this country. And I think too many times people, like the caller says, you know, I just want to watch sports. I get it. I understand. But at the same point, there's not enough that's being done or not enough being said. There's not enough discussion about the things that are going on in our country until it's too late. And it always, it's always, we're always a country of, of, of response rather than, you know, forethought. Let's try to get in front of this thing before it happens again. I understand what people are saying where they just want to get away from politics. They want to get away from social stuff. They just want to watch their sports. Then my thing to them is just turn down the TV set, turn up some music in the background and just watch what you see rather than listen to what you want to hear. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. Our telephone number is uh, 877-996-6369. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver spoke about this as part of his All-Star Weekend press conference. He also said some really interesting things about the playoffs and how he would like to see them change to a 1-16 versus ranking, even if they were still taking eight teams from the East and West. So that's fascinating and talked about some other things as well, including TV ratings. But he stood totally behind LeBron James stood totally behind Kevin Durant and said that he was proud of them and proud of what it is that they had to say and proud of his league. And he has really been certainly a player's commissioner. And I would say, Link, that it would be hard to disagree with the fact that Roger Goodell has not necessarily been a player's commissioner in the NFL. And one of the biggest issues that happened for the NFL during this entire controversy over Kaepernick and all of these things is sort of conflicting messaging that you would get from the league office, and it does not appear that Adam Silver wants to go down that road, and he's been a lot more proactive in these things. Whether you like where he sides or not, you know where the NBA stands on all of these issues. Yeah, I agree with that. I I, I also think that when it comes to the NFL um, and Roger Goodell, I think because Roger Goodell is a commissioner who in essence works for the owners, um, the owners and their business affiliations or connections – with the outside uh, world 
often affect the way they try to implement things and make things happen. What I mean by that is that you can imagine if you've got a, a um, 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 an owner who's befriended someone who's big in politics or the world of finance or something like that that comes down the line and says, hey, man, uh, if you don't find a way to get your team in order, we're going to we're going to might pull a sponsor. or We might not be on boat with you to do this mm-hmm. big transfer and that how that can affect the overall bottom line. But there's one thing I wanted to say when it comes to ratings. And, and it's just, I'm just throwing it out there, Jay. You know, you hear time and time again that ratings are down, numbers are down. But I, in in, in the world that I'm, I've seen, I've seen nobody, uh, there's different ways of watching it. I don't know if the Nielsen ratings or the television ratings take in consideration being able to stream it on your phone or your tablet when you're out and about. Because I've seen plenty of people just sit in, in Starbucks and watch sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, football, basketball, all that stuff. So I, I'm not sure how when they sit there and say the they want to use the numbers, well, the ratings are down, they're not as big as they were. Well, I can understand that people can't afford to go to the games because if you if you you, you know how much an average ticket at a stadium costs, you're talking about a pretty big expense for a family of four, or just a couple to go to a football game. Um, am I right, Danny G? What's the, what's the what's the rates for the stadium oh, out there? Uh, to get a decent seat at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, uh-huh. you're talking two hundred dollars per ticket. Two hundred dollars per parking. Ticket. That's, that's probably another hundred. Yeah, and parking is a hundred, hundred and fifty if wow. you're lucky. Two two hundred for prime parking. So, so how can the average person, how can the average fan afford afford that? They you can't. know, that's that's the thing. You're it's better. You're better off going to Walmart and buying one of those big screen TVs. And, and paying for the package or paying for at least half the package, if you want, on, on DirecTV, then you are trying to go to a game. So then you're going to see an obviously dip in the stands. Am, am, am I right, Jay? Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. But that would hopefully indicate that your television ratings were going up. Yeah, now, I I, the ratings saying. have definitely gone down. And I do think the protests have worn on people and people are tired mm-hmm. of politics being involved and all of that kind of thing. But I do think it's a multitude of factors. We've had this discussion on this show I don't know how many times. And it's not just one thing. It's a question of... If there's a pie, how much of a percentage do you put on protest? How much do you put on cord cutting? How much do you put on quality of play? How much do you put, at least this past season in particular, on major key injuries to marketable stars, young and old? You lost Aaron Rodgers for most of the season. You also lost Deshaun Watson, who was maybe Mm -hmm. the most exciting player to watch in the league. You lost Odell Beckham Jr. You lost David Johnson. Believe me, my fantasy team knows all about it. You lost him in the first game of the season. You Mm -hmm. lost J.J. Watt. You lost Whitney Merciless. You lost a lot of guys that could have changed the trajectory of what was going to happen in the NFL. So I don't think it's just one issue or another. I know we got Eric out in in Kalamazoo. we got Mike in New York. we got Ray in Texas. All you guys hang on the line. 877-996-6369. 877-99-ON-FOX. Your phone calls and reaction to all of this next. Glad to have you with us on a President's Day Monday. It's Outkick the Coverage with Link and J-Mart here on Fox Sports Radio. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. You're searching for greatness. You're always here on Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jason Martin in for Clay Travis, along with three-time NFL Pro Bowler Lincoln Kennedy. He's down in Arizona. We've been discussing LeBron James versus Laura Ingram. LeBron, who definitely has a history of being a little bit self-righteous. And just to clarify, it was an interview 
LeBron James and Kevin Durant in a car rolling with the champion. It was Kerry Champion driving the car, asking them questions. It was kind of their own version of comedians in cars getting coffee uninterrupted does sports programming and digital online at uninterrupted.com. So this was not done on the floor. This was not done on company time. And I think that something needs to be said here, and then we'll get to your phone calls, and that is this. Everybody today talks about politics. And when I mean everybody, I mean you. I mean me. I mean everybody goes on social media and says stuff about politics. And most of them aren't qualified to talk about it in any respect. They didn't go to school for it. They don't have a degree for it. They have no history in it, yet they still completely opine about it at all times. So if you want to say, do what you want on your own time, but don't do it on company time, I completely understand and agree with that pretty much all across the board. But LeBron wasn't doing it on company time. So what's the difference in LeBron James being asked a question, by the way, asked a question in this interview and responding to it, even if you didn't like it, didn't care for it, don't believe it, made you mad, whatever it is. As Link said in the last segment, America's great because of the marketplace of ideas. Clay talks about it all the time. It's one of the foundations of this show is that we can disagree and then we can still go and break bread together after the fact. When you've got LeBron James asked a direct question and he starts talking about the president, even if he told Kerry Champion before the interview, ask me about this, I want to talk about it, that's on him. Because he understands there's going to be consequences to it. And yes, he's going to be able to get self-righteous and holier than thou and make you irritated and all those things after the fact. But this was not on the basketball court. This was not in a post-game with David Aldridge or somebody like that. This was in a completely separate situation. So I don't necessarily think that anything is untoward about this. Let's go to Mike in New York. He's been waiting patiently. Mike, how are you? Hey, Jason Lincoln, and good morning, guys. How you doing? Morning, good. sir. Hey, um, I just got a, a few points if you guys would indulge me. Um, okay. I'm a Le- I'm, first of all, I'm a LeBron fan, okay? Uh, but I love how you guys touched on LeBron's, like, warped sense of self-worth, how he says all the kids are depending on him and all that. Like, as if we need his – it's like, we don't need your opinion, LeBron. You know, if you're going to make a stand and you're going to come out politically and give your opinion and – Certainly, you know, I would like to hear it, and there's people out there that would like to hear it. Great, but the fact that you feel like society and the children somehow need it, like, come on, man, that's I don't know. I just think that's, like, a little bit ridiculous. And um, whether or not he should have responded to her in the first place is one thing, but I think he shouldn't have responded to begin with. Um, but that's not even here or there. I think originally when he first made his comments about Trump, like, if you're LeBron James, and you know that you're on this show, you know you're being recorded, you're one of the biggest superstars on the planet. I think the way he came out was kind of like, you know, you know you're being recorded. Like if someone was just, you know, listening to a conversation he was just having with Durant and then recording a conversation between the two of them that he didn't know was being recorded, it's one thing. But he kind of came off on that first recording, like when he first came out talking about Trump, like he was just talking to one of his friends. You know, he was cursing a lot and... I think if you're LeBron, you got to be real careful with stuff like that. If you know you're being recorded and it's a kind of interview, you know, you got to, you know, certainly he's not dumb. He's an articulate guy. He could come out differently than just coming out so aggressively. And, and, and I just think he should have toned it down a little bit with his opinion when he first came out. And that made a lot of these other people kind of get angry with him because of the way he came out. I think if he was a little bit more subtle with it, maybe he doesn't draw the reaction that he did to begin with. 
I think that's fair, Mike. I actually think your second point is definitely one well worth making because he talked about how all these kids rely on him and society relies on him and all these children that need to get out, they need to rely on him and all this kind of stuff. So maybe don't say Trump doesn't give a bleep about the people. Like, I don't know that that helps your cause. Like, you don't need the language. Like, it was so much maybe more emotionally charged than it needs to be. Link, do you think there's anything to that? Like, he could have been more respectful in his comments. I know he was in a sort of a a different kind of scenario. But if he's trying to speak to the youth, then you should probably speak to the youth in a way that's deemed respectful to their parents. And I'd imagine well, some people wouldn't have seen this as respectful. Well, see, I, I agree with the point there. I mean, you, you have to be more mindful of your settings. Also, you have to be more mindful as a star that everything you say is going to be posterized, is going to be on some board. I've often said with the, the, the social media being the way it is, no matter where you are, you know, you can be in a movie theater and say, hey, I'm sitting next to Lincoln Kennedy. I think he just passed gas. And now it's all over Twitter. You see what I'm saying? These types of things can run rampant. Now you got to be mindful of that. Real happy you're in Arizona right now well, after, true, that, true uh, story. after yeah. that analogy. I mean, yeah, Wonder. true story as well. All right, I know we got a couple of people on the line. 877-996-6369. We'll talk more All-Star Game. We'll continue to talk about this if you want to as well. It is kind of the story even after the weekend. We'll be back on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. It's President's Day. No better day than to welcome, for the first time ever, into the Outkick Octagon, a man with two presidents in his own name, Lincoln Kennedy. So glad to have him with us. He's down in Arizona. And because it's President's Day, we have no choice. I mean, this is what we do, as patriotic as we are on this show. We must begin each hour today, and perhaps each hour for this entire week, with this stirring, beautiful, touching, emotionally gut-wrenchingly beautiful rendition of the national anthem here is last night at the nba all-star game if you missed it the wonderful and talented fergie oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light what's so Twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the rivers we watched Were so Wrap it up, Fergie. Come on now. We got to go to break. <laughs> Link, what is a perilous fight? Oh. <laughs> what is a perilous fight? I stopped listening after the whole so you can see. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't make it very far. I didn't make it very far. 
Danny, what is a perilous fi? It's similar to a social media hoe. Because we we have well no look look it's not me it's not me saying that word those words what it is is we have a a promo that plays on our network shouts out Vito and the there's like this big sound effect and it cuts off the M and the E so it's supposed to say social media home but it says your social media home <laughs> okay now everyone's gonna notice that when it plays yes exactly no. no, no. <laughs> Yeah, you've just ruined Vito pretty much for all time with that one. So the All-Star game was last night, a three-point win for Team LeBron over Team Steph. Came down to Curry not being able to get off a three, trying to get it out of his hands. I think it was to DeRozan who couldn't get it off in time before the time expired. An exciting finish, a pretty, very, actually, you know what, a very entertaining All-Star game, especially once it really got going. First few minutes, it was still felt like an All-Star game, and then it became something a little bit different, a little bit more. So I think the new format worked. Hopefully, that's something that will stick around. Now, Link, we've got to televise this draft. And Adam Silver made it clear last week that Steph was the reason it wasn't, that uh, he just wanted to do it a year without doing the television and all that. The television, the quality of TV, the quality of drama that would come because of the sensitivity of a lot of these NBA athletes being picked like they're in recess would be some of the great television ever. Like, if you You wanted people to subscribe for it, yeah, would you not want to watch that? I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, just uh, well, you see somebody's feelings get hurt. James Harden's his beard drops because he wasn't picked first. Or is is that? I mean, imagine being picked last as someone who was not not particularly (laughs) athletic in high school. I know how it is. It's not fun. But to watch somebody making millions of dollars be picked last, and just the idea of will LeBron pick Kyrie with all the situations and. All of these things, and will Durant and Westbrook end up on the same team? It would have been fascinating to me, and I like watching good television. And the All-Star game turned out to be pretty good television after the National Anthem, although it's given us about 10 minutes of radio content today. (laughs) Can you recall a worse National Anthem than what we heard last night? Carl Lewis, maybe. Well, you say Carl the Lewis. There's been there's been a few of them that that I can't just remember the people who've done them. But I, I look, I've often thought that just don't overthink it. If you have a voice and you're able to blow, get out there and do your thing. Don't try to make it too long or too. Don't try well, to make hearing, your rendition too too unique. You well, know I'm I mean? hearing that it was only like two minutes and thirty seconds. Oh, it was longer. It than felt that. like it was about seven minutes long. Like Danny G, that's a, that song was like only two thirty. I thought it had to yeah, be longer than see, that. see, I thought that was the snippet time, but 217 is the 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 entire track. What? So I'm looking up the worst anthems of all time. I do not remember Cat DeLuna at that? a Cowboys game in 2008. I, exactly. I don't even know who Cat DeLuna is. I'll have to look it up during the next break. Roseanne Barr in 1990. Oh, wow. We remember that one remember that very, one. very well. Yep, the Apparently, Michael crotch Bolton. grab. Yes, and the spit. Michael Bolton in 2003. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, Roseanne crotch grab and spit? Yes. Yeah, she was trying to be <laughs> funny like she was a ball player. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Didn't yeah. go over well. Obviously. No. No, it did not work. So at a Red Sox-Yankees game, Michael Bolton in 2003 apparently had the lyrics on his palm, peaked down, Ooh. had an echo after every one of his lines, and it's regarded as one of the five worst of all time. Wow. And this is a name that all you have to say is Scott Stapp of Creed in 2005. That didn't work out in NASCAR. And you looked at NASCAR drivers who are known to be extremely patriotic, mm-hmm. all looking like, can you please end this? Uh, 2006, 
Aaron Neville and Aretha Franklin. You would have thought that would have been better. They had a gospel choir as well, but apparently that was not very good. Like, we need to hear some of these. And this is one that's close to your heart, Danny. R. Kelly in 2005 at a boxing fight. It's at a fight, but I don't even see what the fight was. But he did a sole arrangement of the national anthem. Was and he, he also was he, used was he unnecessary a, hand clasps. Was he hand standing clasps. in a puddle? I'm not oh. answering that question. Oh. Oh. I know it's hour three of the program, but I'm not. I do Good have, morning. I do have a, a clip of the classic Carl Lewis. Oh, yes. That's now, always great. Let's hear if it. If you have any dogs near your radio right now, <laughs> cover their ears. Oh, say can you see and the rockets. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'll make up for it now. No, you won't. For oh, the land of the free. <laughs> that was tougher than trying to break Bob Beeman's long jump record. Mm. That's how bad that that was. That's the worst I've ever heard. Now, that's Fergie's on remember. the list. Fergie was a lot easier on the eyes than Carl Lewis, at least for us as hosts of this show mm-hmm, I, I think mm-hmm. we could all agree to that so that was a positive for her the problem was it looked like that dress must have been too tight because she couldn't actually perform the Ella Fitzgerald that is a shame that is a disgrace to to tweet out Ella Fitzgerald in the same sense as Fergie Danny G you should be ashamed of yourself no but what I was saying is she was a broke version of Ella Fitzgerald how broke like she <laughs> has declared chapter 11 broke because that's what I'm talking about the way she scooted up to the microphone before she started singing was so good. It was that it was that Axl Rose wiggle. And it was a shimmy. Yeah, she she uh, shimmied her way to the mic, and I knew I knew we were in for something. I wish she had come out and done some November Rain oh, or some Don't better, Cry. Right? That would have been much better than the All Star than the uh, All Star Anthem performance. So, how much worse was the anthem than Kevin Hart's intros? I know. You said you like Kevin Hart to some extent. We talked about how he was overexposed in the first hour of the show. That's a good reason to subscribe to the Outkick, the coverage podcast. Doing record numbers last month. We're continuing to kill it this month. Of course, you can subscribe to Clay's Outkick, the show, which he does in the afternoons. I don't think he's going to be doing it from a cruise liner because I don't think his Wi-Fi is under control right now. But before we ask you, Link, Danny, your thoughts on Kevin Hart last night? He was terrible, right? I like mean, This has to I, stop. I think you're being a little hard oh, on him. On. It is entertainment. Come on. That's not what bothered me. His his intros didn't bother me. I mean, you're saying you want to see that draft happen live. Do you know how long that would take on TV? So I think the length was, yeah, it was a little tiresome by the time they got to the starters. But, you know, most most of the players knew what he was doing. He was just trying to be goofy and, and give each uh, player a little bit of personality. That That didn't bother me as much as the anthem did. Well, I'm, the anthem was worse, but which one of those was your favorite joke, Danny? Do you remember any of them except the fact that he no, could pronounce I mean, Antetokounmpo and just no, said I mean, Giannis, he, Giannis, he, I can't pronounce it. He grossed me out a little bit by talking about Andre Drummond's sh- uh, shoulder here that he gets waxed. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, most of the jokes fell flat, but I, I know what he was trying to do. He it was It's just entertainment, so... I don't think you should be too hard on on Kevin Hart. My thing is this, is that if you're going to be in this position and you know that you've got this coming up, most of the time these comedians are surrounded by a slew of writers. 
you could have had some more creative thought up stuff to you know more it seemed more ad lib than it yeah, did yeah. now that know. that that's a good point i do agree with that because some of the jokes it seemed like he was freestyling right and yeah he's not the best freestyle rapper right uh, and here actually i just found it right now here's kevin hart introducing andre drummond okay the second time all-star from the detroit pistons is a 2015-2016 NBA rebounding leader and the only player in the NBA who spends his whole check on waxing the hair off his shoulders. I'm talking about Andre Drummond. Yeah. What up, Chewbacca? <laughs> Rule number one as a comedian, you don't laugh at your own jokes. Nah, you, he can, and you have to be able to get through the joke before yeah. you laugh at it. At least Dennis Miller used to get through his joke before he laughed at his own jokes. Kevin Hart couldn't even get to the punchline because he was already laughing at it. That was not funny. Like, that was just like, I don't know if he scripted it or not. Like, I didn't see a prompter. I don't know if he did it, but Kevin Hart's a talented joke writer. I mean, he's done special after special and sold out buildings all across the world. I agree. You would think he could have put together, I don't know, 20 jokes for the guys that he was going to introduce that were actually going to be funny. And that was, was that the highlight? Was like that and Giannis, were those the highlights? Like he said something about James Harden that made James, James Harden chuckle. I'm pretty sure I didn't see anybody else really react to him at all, except maybe Steph gave him like a smile that was very fake. So I didn't even necessarily believe in it. I felt almost bad for Kevin Hart. But you can't feel bad for Kevin Hart because he's cashing paychecks to be in front of your face 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and become, like I said in the first hour, Link, this dude has become the mascot for the NBA, especially All-Star Weekend. He's all over the place. He was all over the place, and it's on the heels of the Super Bowl. Where obviously yeah. his team won, and he couldn't, you know, he was he was showcased not being able to get up on stage. And of course, I mentioned the last hour about how he got on the NFL Network and and made an ass of himself because he was too too intoxicated. So he's been everywhere. And and, and then of course over the weekend he he was a uh, he was a part of the, uh, the the dunk competition when him and his uh, I think it was his daughter came out there on the or his son came out there on the court. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's been all over the place. Why did he think he was going to go on stage at the Super Bowl? Like as somebody that played the NFL, right? But I mean, how entitled do you have to be? Like, what? I know he's an Eagles fan. Yeah, but there's a whole lot of Eagles fans that couldn't get on that stage. Why would he be (laughs) any different? Like, I don't understand. Like, the people that kept him off stage, they called him heroes. They're not heroes. They're just normal human beings. They're like, you're not part of the team. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's one of those instances where in the past you've heard about a lot of other non athletes. You know, being a part of the celebration of being up there, but I mean, not being up there on the stage necessarily. Locker room, right? Yeah, locker room, exactly. So is, this is one of those instances where you know Kevin Hart thought he was really intoxicated because you could tell by the way he was talking afterwards in the interview. Uh, but thought he should be up there since I'm a Kevin Hart and I'm an Eagles fan. I need to be up there with the team. I hope oh, this know. is an example of what we can do. We gave a. F- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was definitely drunk. Oh, I mean, but great. I mean, Drake Drake tried to get into the heat locker room. Yep. Back yep. in 2013 and got yep. shut down. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't play for the team, bro. Like, mm-hmm. wait for them out by the bus or wait for them. I mean, I know you're more special than me, Aubrey Graham, right. but I, you're you're not LeBron. You're not Dwayne Wade. You're not even Udonis Haslam. Like, yeah. stay out of the dressing room. I don't, I don't understand why Kevin Hart was ever near the stage at the Super Bowl. That didn't. That did not compute to me at all. I'm, I'm happy that he's an Eagles fan that it, and that he won, 
But the fact that a drunk Kevin Hart made it that close to the stage yeah. is actually kind of incredible to me. It shows how lax a little bit the NFL uh, security is. Because once upon a time, if you weren't a player or had a media doc, you couldn't get on the field. And it just showed that there were a number of fans that rushed the field. Now, the Super Bowl is a little different because they tend to let the family on. A lot of guys do their best to bring their family on. And Kevin probably got in got in with that because one of the players was like, yeah, it's, he's okay to come through. But, yeah, they the, the security did everything right by not letting him on the stage. We'll get into the dunk contest on the other side. Did you like it? Did you not? 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. If you're already on hold wanting to talk about LeBron, Laura Ingram, that situation, we'll take your calls next. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. Speaking of greatness, we have to pick the most thrilling action that took place this weekend. And honestly, you wouldn't usually think this, but the finish of the All-Star game was quite entertaining. Take a listen. Curry looking for the three. That was the voice of Marv Albert and the TNT crew last night, Turner Sports, that were covering the All-Star game. Three-point win for Team LeBron. Team LeBron, the most thrilling action, to be sure, came from there as Steph was unable to get that three-point off. And speaking of thrilling action, how about this for a segue? On Friday, March the 2nd, Bruce Willis stars in Eli Roth's reimagination of the original action film Death Wish. Charles Bronson, of course, famous for that role. After his wife and daughter are brutally attacked, a family man morphs into a badass revenge machine when the system fails him, so he decides to take matters into his own hands to protect his family. The question is whether or not you're going to view him as a hero or villain when you see it, based on how far he goes to protect his family. Bruce Willis, a force to be reckoned with and deeply human in this role, full of swagger with a bit of that classic Willis charm. Don't miss the action thriller. It's Death Wish, and it's in theaters Friday, March the 2nd. We've been talking about a lot of different things. I really do want to talk about the dunk contest, and we've got some folks on the line, so let's get them first, and then we will discuss All-Star Saturday night. Let's first talk to Eric in Kalamazoo. Haven't heard from him in a long time. Eric, good morning. How are you? Well, 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 yeah, I'm doing pretty good. It's been an hour I've been waiting. Want to cut right to the chase. First, we had a caller that said something about he just wanted them to play and didn't want the politics to show up in the middle of the game. It was a Monday night football game right before the election that the president came on and then petitioned everybody to go vote, and that worked for him. Second, I want to point out about Miss Graham. She has to be careful about how the white woman speaks to the black man. I didn't agree with how the president debated Hillary that first time in New York when it seemed like there was something wrong with him, and I didn't like his behavior doing that whole thing. And that it kind of like slapped the plight of any young Hillary that are out there. I didn't like how that looked just as an American. With LeBron James, she knows that he was at the inauguration when Obama got in there the first time and he had his son with him. So he knows that he's politically conscious, uh, hangs with Jim Brown and everybody. So he has a right to speak about whatever it is he wants to. And for everybody to get all up, you know, like the previous people that was on this show before Clay got there, 
I didn't like them because all the time they would call him the B word and all types of stuff, unbelievable stuff that, wow, really? You get to say that? And I'm a broadcaster. Come on, Specs Island School of Broadcasting in Southfield, Michigan. I'm a barber, and I come from a black university in D.C., the same place where Clay went to school at. And I, I'm more responsible than that, period. I notice everybody be laughing and joking, but all the time, it's always using brothers as an example, whether we talk about Kevin Hart. He said Chewbacca because the Pistons had a big Star Wars presentation, and anybody familiar with the Pistons know about that. So he just was trying to add a little bit, add something to the Star Wars thing with the shaving hair thing. So it was a, a quick, savvy way to just present that. But, man, you guys have to be careful. You know I've been blackballed from calling this show, and I still was able to get in. Link, good to hear from you. It is February, and this show has to somehow turn from where it's at, fellas. I listen every day. I'm a broadcaster myself and did not like the blackballing part of keeping me off this show. All right, Eric, appreciate you. Appreciate you calling in. I usually talk to Eric, um, I don't know, somewhat regularly. He calls in every couple of weeks, but usually doesn't get on the air. Usually says very similar things to, to what he just said there. As a matter of fact, I will make one clarification. Uh, I went after Kevin Hart because I didn't find Kevin Hart to be funny. Uh, it could have been Adam Sandler. It could have been any number of, look, there's a lot of unfunny white comedians, believe you me, that could have done a worse job, as a matter of fact, than Kevin Hart did. I just didn't think that that worked. So don't go to race on that with me. Like, that's that's completely ridiculous, honestly. Your other points, again, those are the things that, that you generally say. I don't think that Ingram was sounding a dog whistle, and I don't think she was trying to be racist. I think that she was saying something that she didn't necessarily think think through or didn't care one way or the other because she knew that the people that were listening to her were going to think uh, in her way for the most part, and those that didn't, she wasn't going to be reaching anyway. And the same thing is true of LeBron on the other side. So it was just an unfortunate mess on all sides, and I think everybody shares a little bit of blame on either side for the way that they handled it either before or after. Let's go to Mike out in Modesto next. Mike, how are you? Jason, um, hey Mike. you know, as far as Laura Ingram, I, I think that to call her racist is just stupid, and it's too easy to play that card. Usually when someone mm-hmm. says racist, it's because they don't have a real answer for what they're talking about. But as far as Laura, uh, hashtag just gribble, Link, Lincoln was right on the money with his analysis of that. That's just like ball players telling announcers they can't have an opinion on Mm -hmm. sports because they never played the game. Or they say that to fans. It's ridiculous. We have eyes. We have brains. And if we never played the pros, we still can have an educated opinion. So she was wrong. Now, as we know LeBron's stance, Clay has ate him up with stats and statistics for a long time now. I believe him to be wrong and ignorant of the facts, but that does not take away his right to speak his opinion and be heard as an American. And I will always support that, as Clay supports that. Now, as far as him going on Laura's show, you think Clay makes him look silly? She would eat that boy up. I'm telling you, she would eat him up. And so God bless the First Amendment. And LeBron James, when he goes to free agency... I hope he goes to the West for his sake. Do you remember a guy named Bill Russell, who is probably the greatest center ever, but he's rated down because Bill Russell has all the rings? 
If he stays in the East and consistently loses to the Warriors the next few years, he's going to be Wilt Chamberlain number two. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. You know, I, I look, I kind of side with Mike when it comes to LeBron in terms of some of or a lot of what he says. I find myself disagreeing with him most of the time, but I also agree that he has the right to talk. If he wants to talk on the sidelines, if he wants to pick up a microphone in an NBA arena when they're on a broadcast and start talking, then you can talk to me about him saying things at the wrong time. But LeBron said this in a completely different arena And that's where I think you have to defend LeBron to some extent because you have the right to go on social media and say whatever you want. If LeBron wants to do that in public, he does have to understand there are going to be consequences. And I think he does. And I think he enjoys the consequences because he can go out there and be self-righteous and that enables LeBron James to be LeBron James. But don't say LeBron James should not be able to talk. He has just as much of a right to speak as anybody else does in this country, especially when he's not on company time. Link, what did you think about what Mike had to say there? Well, I agree with him. As we talked about before, I mean, everyone, especially with social media being the way it is, everyone from stars to just the average man has got an opportunity to voice their opinion. Now, who listens, who pays attention to it is is still yet to be seen. But the most insulting thing that I took away from the comment, it was the, the whole shut up and dribble. I mean, that's... Again, I, I still stand by the point, well, that's to me is equally a saying for a man to tell a woman, just get in the kitchen and cook or just stay pe- barefoot and pregnant. I mean, that's that's how insulting that I felt from that from that comment. Yeah, it's also very similar to people telling, and, and that's what Mike pointed out, and I think this is a really good point. That's the same difference as somebody telling me I can't comment on sports because I didn't play in the NBA. Yep. Like, I can't talk about the finish of that game. I can't talk about the Super Bowl. No, I can like you don't necessarily look my opinion is my opinion and you can take it or you can leave it but i have a job to speak and i have a job to talk subjectively about what i see and i've researched this stuff and followed it for a long long time i have every reason to believe that my opinion is valid just like look lebron is not running for office at least not yet but he has certainly been politically active i disagree with him on his politics but i also love the fact that we live in a country where he can talk and I don't, and you know, you, you, there are so many countries where you cannot do that. Let's uh, go to Ralph Irvin now and see what happened last night in the world of sports, and then we'll get back to more of your phone calls. Ralph, take it away. Well, before we go to last night, we'll start with today because right now they're in the second intermission. Women's hockey semifinals, Canada leading the Olympic athletes of Russia 2 nothing. The winner will advance to take on the United States in the gold medal game Thursday in Pyeongchang. That'll be Wednesday evening or Wednesday overnight in the Thursday here in the United States. The U.S. was a 5-0 winner over Finland. At the NBA All-Star Game, Team LeBron James, a 148-145 win over Team Steph Curry. LeBron with 29 points. He was named the game's MVP. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Austin Dillon wins the Daytona 500, driving the number three car that Dale Earnhardt was driving 20 years ago when he won his inaugural Daytona 500. And in top 25 basketball, number 19 Wichita State ends number five Cincinnati's 39-game home winning streak. 76 to 72 back to you guys welcome back in we are coming to you live from the geico outkick studios where it's easy to save 15 percent or more on car insurance with geico you can go to geico.com or you can call 800-947-AUTO 
The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I'll kick the coverage radio program with you here for the next half hour or so. Lincoln will be back with me tomorrow. Lincoln Kennedy, that is, three-time NFL Pro Bowler. He's joining us from Arizona. I'm in Nashville. Jason Martin, the executive producer of this fine program, in studio. Do we need to do that? Listen to that. We do not need to do that. Beautiful. The greatness of the Raiders. I just don't even want to talk. Like it just. So Jay, what's, you, what's this squad going to do at quarterback, man? What are they going to do at quarterback? That's a real good question, Link. Is that way you going to blow it again? Tell me. <laughs> I really would like to know. I'd really like to know what's going to happen. If it's going to be Kirk Cousins, if we're going to draft somebody, if we're going to. I honestly have no idea. I know that we don't have a quarterback right now. Right. Like we have nobody. Paxton Lynch. It didn't work out. Right. Trevor Simeon. God bless him. It's just not. He's not a starter. He's not a starter that's going to win you a lot of games in this league. He's fine. He's somebody that I don't know. Maybe maybe he gets in the right team and he ends up having a Nick Foles resurgence. I don't know. I don't root against him. All I know is our offense has been putrid for years. And I became a Broncos fan when John Elway lost three Super Bowls in a row. Right. But we had John Elway, and then even you know we had some lean years there, and then we had Tebow, and yeah. we dealt with that. And then after Tebow, we got Peyton Manning. And then Brock Osweiler was there. And then Brock Osweiler came back. And guess what? He's also not a quarterback. So what do you think Denver should do at quarterback, Link? It's going to be difficult for them to afford Kirk Cousins because they would have to release some of their offensive talent uh, because of some of the contracts that they have out there. Uh, So I can't see them actually getting Kirk Cousins. They might be able to go after Case Keenum, which I think is serviceable. I I like Bill Musgrave and his offensive philosophy. I don't know necessarily if Case Keenum would gel with something like that, but I'm just throwing free agent names out there. I don't know anything specific. I just know that Kirk Cousins probably isn't in the realm because Kirk has made a mention. Not only does he want to be a high, highly paid, but he also wants to go to a team that has a chance to win. And the Broncos, in order to afford Kirk Cousins, would have to release some of their offensive talent, and I don't think that's a draw that's going to get him there. So we do have somebody tweeting us saying Laura Ingram did not say that LeBron James didn't have a right to speak. She didn't. She just said no one wants to hear him speak. Of course, she's not speaking for everyone. She's speaking for her audience. And the whole thing just got out of control. So technically, you're right. She did not say he had no right to speak. But she did belittle him. Like, there's no question about that. And then he came back and belittled her, and it got very sophomoric on both sides and unfortunate. And I think, again, our point is – we live in a country in which LeBron James has the right to say what he wants, and you have the right to dislike whatever it is that he says. And Laura Ingram disliked what he said and then picked a very, I would suggest, poorly thought out, unless she was trying to rile up a ratings base, way of using that. And then I think Kevin Durant went too far afterwards to say it was racist, and then it just kind of exploded from there. I mean, Ernie yeah. Johnson agreed with Durant. So did Kenny Smith. So did Shaquille O'Neal. Charles Barkley said, nah, she was just going for what she wanted, just laughed it off, and didn't really see it as racist. I think it's kind of amazing, honestly, how Charles Barkley seems to have the most common sense of just about anybody in sports media. Like, that guy will tell you exactly what he thinks, and I do find myself disagreeing with him on a good number of things, but never do I think he's completely out of his depth unless he's discussing college basketball. Like, when he's talking about the brackets – that's when he's out of his depth. Like, he doesn't really know what he's talking about there. When they brought them over, I still have fun listening to him because I love Charles. Right. But Charles's point on Laura Ingram, he was the one person that was not, like, mad and upset because he's like, I'm not going to get mad over that. That's what she does. 
That's I think that's the way more people need to operate. That's what Laura does. And don't get mad at LeBron because that's what LeBron does. LeBron is self-righteous. He comes out and talks about things. And often he has his facts wrong. So whatever. Dislike LeBron James, but I don't think it should affect your life as much as it affects so many people. There's so much hatred and vitriol on the extremes on both sides. I continue to say, Lincoln, and you know, I've, I've written this a lot of times as of late, that I'm looking for common ground because as much disagreement as we can find politically or through our experiences and all of those kinds of things, I would much rather find places I can link arms with people I disagree with as opposed to the opposite. And I feel like in this world we're going in the other direction, and that needs to change. Well, and I agree. I agree there needs to be more conversation. You have to take your emotions uh, and, and and sort of dull them down a little bit when you're having an, an, an argument, not necessarily an argument, a conversation, rather than become an argument. A lot of times when you throw your emotions into it, it becomes an argument. When I've heard in the past where athletes have comment, commented to people in the media, well, you know, you don't know what it's like to lose a Super Bowl because you never played before. Or, I mean, something like that, how demeaning that could be for both sides. And and then more importantly, for somebody to say, well, you're just a dumb jock, you don't know anything. I mean, I, I, I can understand how you can get emotionally wrapped up in it. To your point of what Charles Barkley and that entire panel, three out of the four guys that were up there got emotionally involved in the conversation. Very. And that's where and the that's most where emotional he, among them was the white guy. Exactly. Ernie and Johnson's that's, that's the one where, he's usually the most most level headed. And that's where you cannot have a conversation because now you've got people's feelings hurt, then you'll get people upset and everybody wanna fight. I mean, if you want to have a conversation, it's okay to disagree in a conversation. It's okay for two people to sit here like on this show and say, you know what, I hear what you're saying. I necessarily agree with that point that way. Let me make my point. You keep the emotions out of it. Let's have a conversation. We need to do more conversating in this world instead of arguing with one another. And that's why when you asked the question earlier, if, if uh, LeBron James should go on Laura Ingram's show, I said I would. I would go on it. I would go on it. And let's have a conversation. Let's talk about it. Let me voice why I feel the way I feel. Let me hear what you're saying. And let's see if we can find a common ground. Even if we disagree at the end of the show, at least we know each other better because we know we're one another's stance and we can respect that. Yeah, I, I think that's very, very well said. I know we've got one caller on the line. We'll try to get to that in the final segment. And we are going to finish off and talk about the dunk contest and a little bit more of lighter fare because you can go around and around on this and talk about all these things and try to get into the nuance of it i'm not a huge lebron james fan except for what he does on the basketball floor because he sometimes does really try to take victory laps on things and find ways to be self-righteous i don't think laura ingram did herself any favors except she probably actually will do better in the ratings this week because people will want to know what she has to say in response to how much of a news story she became. Fox News actually had to come out and talk about her comments, so it's probably going to do her well, even though LeBron says it did him well to be able to talk about the issues. So maybe everybody found a way to benefit from this. My guess is LeBron will not do the show. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see that discussion backwards and forwards. We'll be back for one more segment. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Can we talk about Fergus National Anthem? Oh, stop. Don't do that. Don't do that to my Fergie. Leave it alone. <laughs> Dude, Fergie, I love you. It was different. It was sexy. I love right, it was different. Leave it alone. I needed a cigarette after that. Leave it alone. <laughs> Fergie, good, hey, good afternoon, everyone. We're here. Don't do that. Fergie, I love you. Fergalicious. 
definition make them boys go loco they want my treasures so they get their pleasures from my boat so you can see me you can't squeeze me i ain't easy i ain't sleazy i got reasons why i tease them boys just come and go like seasons for delicious but i ain't promiscuous and if you were suspicious all that is fictitious she would have done less damage to the national anthem if she had done this instead of the national anthem when she was introduced to sing the national anthem what does it mean when geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance it means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago also car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price list price and invoice true car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price when you see it when you're ready to buy a new or used car visit true car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience Lincoln Kennedy with me, Jason Martin. I'm at J Mardalkick. He's at L Kennedy72. Danny G, Justin Cooper out in LA, spinning the dials radio style for us. Lincoln will be in tomorrow as well. So All-Star Saturday night. I got two problems actually. The dunk contest, Link. Did you like the dunk contest this year? It didn't I've, do a whole I've been, lot for me. I've been critical of the dunk contest in the past because I think everything that could be done has been done. And it just seemed to be a flashback. Uh, uh, yeah. This past Saturday, they were trying to get creativity, and most of the dunks that would have been, you know, jaw-dropping dunks weren't even connected upon. I mean, then the ball didn't go down. So, I, I, I'm always have mixed reaction to dunk the dunk contest these days. Biggest failure I've seen in a long time is Victor Oladipo going to Chadwick Boseman to get the Black Panther mask, right. and then missing that dunk. Like yeah. if you put that mask on got to make it you better be able to make that dunk and Kenny Smith made a really cogent point when he said the first dunk Old Depot did which he wasn't able to complete he wasn't looking at the rim so the mask wouldn't have hurt him so if you're going to do the mask dunk do that on the first dunk right where you're already not looking at the rim as opposed to making it hard to see on the second one where he actually missed yeah I agree with you in terms of Donovan Mitchell did a Daryl Griffith dunk had a Daryl Griffith jersey on you had the Vince Carter moment Uh, that he did later on as well. And look, Vince's first dunk in the dunk contest in 2000 is still the best dunk I've ever seen. Vince is the best dunker I've ever seen. All due respect to to Jordan and and Wilkins and all that, Vince's performance to me, I don't know how many times I've watched it because I can't get enough of it. I love the dunk contest when it's done well. Two years ago, we got lucky. We hadn't seen a good one in a while. We got Zach Levine's first year, which was great. And then he came back and Aaron Gordon just went to him. And I think Aaron Gordon was robbed and should have won that dunk contest with the one when he went under both of his legs after grabbing it from the mascot. But for whatever reason, they were giving him 50s and 50s, and they ended up doing two extra dunks. This was just, it was a dunk contest. I mean, there were some nice things. Larry Nance Jr. putting on his dad's uniform and doing that dunk. Like, that was nice. My other problem was this. Why is DJ Khaled and Chris Rock judging the dunk contest? Because it's, like when a, it's had, a celebrity show. It's just what it turned out to be. Instead of people who know basketball, it's a, it's a celebrity show. I mean, that's what you're seeing. Marky yeah, Mark. Yeah, but that usually in the case, though. Well, yeah, that, that's what I, I, I thought in the past. I saw Dr. J, and I used to see Kareem up there. Jordan, I used to, Kareem. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what it Mutombo be, right? used to do right. it. Yeah, I mean, it used to be all of the old players. George Gervin, you had Daryl Dawkins, of course, Chocolate Thunder, and all the dunks he used to do. It was all the great dunkers. Wilkins used to be a judge. And then, of course, you know, Kenny, who was a finalist, Kenny Smith would do it a year, Shaq's done it. I don't need to see what Mark Wahlberg thinks is the best dunk. Like, at well, that I, point, why am I not judging? It should have just been a fan vote. I agree. I agree with that point. I will say this on, on the heels of the dunk contest. 
more people should the casual fans should take notice of Donovan Mitchell because he is truly a talent. After Utah yeah, he's great. lost Gordon Hayward, a lot of basketball fans haven't paid attention to Utah basketball. Uh and and I'm this Donovan Mitchell is a special because he is the fact you you get a, a rookie of this caliber. He is something and I think by him winning the dunk contest, more people now will recognize the name um because a lot of more of the casual fans watch the All-Star weekend festivities than they do, you know, games in games out unless it's not your unless it's your favorite team. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And Donovan Mitchell, look, I, it wasn't that there wasn't some decent dunks here. It just wasn't anything spectacular. No. Although nothing is more overrated than Blake Griffin jumping over a car. <laughs> I will never agree to anything other than that. I know Kenny threw him the ball when he was sitting in the in the driver's seat. He jumped over the hood, Link. Right. Like, I mean, he didn't even jump over the roof the of the car. Of it was a hood of, like, a sports car. It's not like he jumped over a Humvee. Like... Anybody we've seen jump over a motorcycle has done more than Blake Griffin did jumping right. over that car with that dunk. So, so it'll, it'll be better served in the future. They're going to have um, a car actually, you know, driving towards you, and, and the basketball player is going to jump over the car that way and dunk. That would be better served, right? Yeah, I think so. I think maybe the most original <laughs> thing I saw, most original thing I saw, was the extra backboard. The two backboards, yeah. Yeah, like tossing it off the backboard, off that first backboard, grabbing it, knocking it through. Like that was a that was fairly impressive. They're trying to find ways, but you're right. Most of the great dunks I would suggest done. are over. It's already been done. Yeah, you're, they you're, are. you're doing you're you're doing them again. Either power, or finesse. You know, you you. You only the, 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 the fact is that you can only slow it down through TV replay to actually see someone like, for example, kiss the rim. Like yeah. we, label that you know famous Jordan Duncan and Levine and Gordon. Those guys were definitely up high, but you you have the, you have to use the replay to sort of slow it down to do it to give you the benefit. But everything has pretty much been done. Yeah, like you couldn't tell Larry Nance had double tapped. Against oh, that, the backboard. that was no, such a that was such a good dunk. Yeah. It really was. I think it was undervalued as well. Danny, well, he, he um, told he told the judges he 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 went over he ran yeah, over he and explained. Him, yeah. and then they pointed it out yes. in the replay. And that's yes. why they gave him a higher score. Exactly right. Dan, we got like forty seconds left. I know today we'll continue this tomorrow. We'll continue to talk all of this. So hopefully you'll be with us here on a Tuesday. But uh, are you still as uh, high on Paul George being hashtag future Laker after that three point performance? That three-point oh. shootout performance from Paul George is one of the worst things I've ever witnessed. Every single, worse than Fergie. Every single player in the three-point shootout was bad. was bad this this past weekend. Called hanging out in L.A., baby. Yeah. <laughs> Devin, I'm well, that Devin Booker. LA, that, that L.A. flu. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the L.A. flu that apparently may have gotten Jimmy Butler, who wasn't able to play in the All-Star game. That's kind of incredible. We'll see if he answers to that. We'll talk about all this and more. See you tomorrow on OutKick, the coverage. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that. But there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.